Happy Friday Eve, ladies and gentlemen. How the hell are you? Cut it. Cut, 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 cut the music. Good to hear that song come back on. Had to pay a special tribute to the corn show, uh, pre-corn show that was amazing last week. It was absolutely spectacular to see corn and Breaking Benjamin. Got to get back to reality with our normal music. Fog hat, slow ride. You guys know the opening song for, for the Slicer show. Welcome back. Back-to-back -back weeks. Got a streak going, guys, gals. Is it safe to say that the Slice is going to actually put up a show once a week and not continuously to be streaky and take a holiday break and, you know, have a holiday in Express, you know, do whatever you want day. Take the holidays, go out and take a hiatus, finally show up back on the air when he wants, Let's do whatever you want day. But it's going to be back, back-to-back -back weeks, doing a show for you guys. It's Thursday, February 6th. We just had Super Bowl this past Sunday as the Kansas City Chiefs have won the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years. Andy Reid, the big guy, first Super Bowl title for Andy Reid in 21 years coaching. Longest tenured coach, especially with the success that he had to not have a Super Bowl, finally captured one over the San Francisco 49ers. Thank goodness. I was so happy to see the Kansas City Chiefs win a title for Andy Reid. Possibly see a new dynasty with Patrick Mahomes. The guy's only 23, 24 years old. I keep forgetting that. And I know he's a, I know he's a young buck. You know, he's got a few horns on his antlers. Uh, but he's uh, he's a little bit younger than I than I suspect. He's got a cool haircut. The guy can throw a dart. You can know he can throw it anywhere. The guy's spectacular, absolutely spectacular. Travis Kelsey plays Beastie Boys. Uh, what's that Beastie Boys song? I'm trying to think of it on the spot. Uh, it's like a party song. It's like, time to party. We gotta fight for your right to party. That is the Travis Kelsey post-victory win when the Chiefs win or pump-up song. That's like Travis Kelsey's song. And he was rocking that out uh, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Best tight end in football. Other than the guy that was on the other side of the thing, of the coin that took a seat. Which was uh, Travis Kittle. First, last name is definitely Kittle. But I don't remember if his first name was Travis. But nonetheless, uh, he took a seat. And Travis Kelsey was victorious along with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and many others. As the Kansas City Chiefs have brought a title to Kansas City. Which I may add that... Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump, made a tweet following the game to let people know, I want to pay a congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for their great comeback and then to bring a Super Bowl to the city of Kansas City. But more specifically, I want to bring, I want to say that Kansas City has brought a title to the state, great state of Kansas. Last I checked, I can see why Kansas City would assume to be in the state of Kansas, but let's not forget that the facts are that Kansas City is not Donald J. Trump, our president of the United States. Kansas City is not in the state of Kansas. Little fun fact, Kansas City is in the state of Missouri, so 
little bit uh, embarrassing, questionable. It's like, come on, you're the president, damn it. Don't tell me that you don't know where the, where the city of Kansas City is in, or that, that you don't know the city of Kansas City is in the state of Kansas. Come on. You're throwing me off. I can't even, I can't even say it right because it's it just it throwing me off for a loop. It's... It just, it's inexcusable, you know? Kansas City's in Missouri, it's not in the state of Kansas. I get it, Kansas City, the city of Kansas, the city of Kansas City would be in the state of Kansas, but that's not correct. Get it right. Anywho, I'm kind of point that out. But good job, though, to the state of Kansas, but in this case, that's not correct. Good job to the state of Missouri, as the Kansas City Chiefs has brought them another title Last one they had was around 2014, 2015, somewhere around there when the Kansas City Royals just came out of nowhere out of the dead from being a stank hole baseball team for many years. Last time they had something exciting going on was when George Brett was their team. And all I can think of was the pine tar incident at Yankee Stadium where, you know, George Brett for the Royals back in the late 80s, I want to say early 90s, where he hit the home run in, in Yankee Stadium and then the umpire like looked at the bat they were all discussing having a little powwow meeting a little boss and hay party and then all of a sudden he looks at the bat he's examining it it's, it's like what is this we're we having surgery right now would we examining the bat well he looked at the bat and evidently there was extra pine tar on the bat he looks at the bat he points towards george brett he signals out and said no you're out no home run and george brett comes screaming out of the dugout looks like he's getting ready to slice him up so what are you talking about? You kidding me? What? I'd never seen somebody that was capturing video that wanted to go after somebody like intentioning to hurt or do more damage to somebody in my entire life uh, of seeing a replay of, of George Brett doing that to the umpire in that game. Anywho, but there that is the little that Kansas City baseball had up until they won the World Series in 2014. Now the Kansas City Chiefs has brought them a title. And the San Francisco 49ers took a seat. Thank goodness. I'm sorry. I just I can't have Richard Sherman. Um, he's a loudmouth. And you know what? Some of us are. Some people may consider me to be a loudmouth. I have a show that I kind of do consistently. Kind of streaky, streaky diss. Want to be more consistent? You know, if you if you want to have a show, you got to do it consistently. Otherwise, no pain, no gain. But the uh, anywho. The, uh, the the San Francisco 49ers, Richard Sherman, loudmouth, can't have him. And he uh, he's a good football player, great football player. He's a Stanford grad. I just can't have him. You know how some people just rub you the wrong way, and you try to back it up with evidence, but I don't know. He just gives me a kind of an annoying vibe, like, just take a seat, sit down. I can't have you. Stop talking. You didn't win, and uh, better luck next year. So that was Richard Sherman for the Niners. They lost, so I'm happy about that. Uh, Nick Boza, Joey Boza, one of the Bozas who plays for that team, and I think it's Nick Boza. The other guy, Joey, plays for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. He also rubs me the wrong way. I can't have him. And I also can't have uh, Jimmy G, quarterback for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I just, I don't know, I just can't have those guys. So I'm really happy that the Niners lost. Bragging rights they would have had, and that would have been very, very annoying. They beat my Packers, Other, like I said in the last show. Very bitter, to say the least. They beat my Packers. So, hey, take a seat. You know, you may have beat my Packers, but then again, at the end of the day, you're just like everybody else except the Kansas City Chiefs. So, better luck next year. You, you went right to the top of the mountain, and you fell all the way down. Better luck next year. Yeah.
So, anywho, Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. Good job, Andy Reid. Have five more cheeseburgers to go. You deserve it. A little extra incentive money for winning the Super Bowl. More salary, more incentive, more bonus money. Good job, Andy Reid. It's do whatever you want day going forward. Congratulations to him, the Kansas City Chiefs organization, to the fans, to the great state of Kansas. No, think again. To the great state of Missouri. So that that's what would happen this past weekend. The uh, Michigan State Spartans, boy, they are uh, they lost to Penn State Nittany Lions. I watched that game on Tuesday. <sighs> Michigan State Spartan basketball. It was a very frustrating day uh, for Michigan State sports on Tuesday, a couple days ago. Not only did Michigan State basketball lose, we'll, we'll, we'll jump back to that, but I actually want to talk about Michigan State football. Mark D'Antonio, out of nowhere, just said, hey, I'm stepping down for Michigan State football, 13 great years, 13 wonderful years. He brought us a Rose Bowl, three Big Ten titles, a college football playoff berth, even though we absolutely just got sliced by uh, Alabama. That was uh, December, it was the 2015 season, January 2016, when the event took place when we got it on our knees and absolutely got sliced by Alabama football and Nick Saban. So we did make it to the playoff. We did take a seat, but not many people can say that making the playoffs unless you're Alabama or Clemson, since this whole pro, since this whole new format started back in like 2014, I want to say. Anywho, but Mark D'Antonio has had a great resume with Michigan State, the most winningest coach in franchise history. He gave us a lot of exciting things for Michigan State football. We stayed competitive. We were relevant. Michigan State has never been more relevant under D'Antonio's watch, so I got to give him props for that. But the last couple of years have been very frustrating. Um, you're going to have bad off years, but there's been a lot of kind of controversial or questions about, you know, where is the program going? He is a loyal guy. I'm a loyal guy. I respect that. But when it comes to winning, I get it. It's very challenging to separate winning and doing what it takes for the program. Got to keep all Michigan State fans happy. Keep winning. We're a little bit spoiled lately, but we have now set a, we have now, there's now been an expectation. We've been put on a pedestal to be competitive because of what D'Antonio's done for us. And we get all that, and we, we have expectations, and we also get that there's going to be down years. But because of the expectations, the last couple of years have not been up to par for Michigan State football. So D'Antonio has been, has been struggling doing so, and that has a lot of that is credited because he likes to keep his staff around. He's a loyal guy. He doesn't have the heart to get rid of his guys. And there's that there's that fine line of loyalty and then hey, you gotta find a way to win. And if that means that you gotta get rid of some of your staff members for from an offensive coordinator to a defensive coordinator to special teams to the equipment guy to the guy that is your you know the team janitor. You know, it doesn't matter. Whatever it takes that that is the ultimately that dictates that it is part of the formula for Michigan State winning or losing, 
anything that is making them anything less than a winning program or having a winning season, a successful season, you got to find a way to make changes. And D'Antonio, unfortunately, has not done that the last couple of years when he should have gotten rid of people, should have gotten rid of Dave Warner. Sorry, Dave Warner. I'm sure you're a nice guy and all, but when it comes to winning, if we're talking about winning and that's it, it's not about what you've done in the past. It's about, hey, what have you done for me lately mentality. This is a cutthroat, uh, you know, it's a cutthroat way, but that's the business we're in when it comes to winning, especially Michigan State football lately. Hey, there's no time for friends. It's all about winning, and that's it. How about doing both? So now here we are. Michigan State, Mark D'Antonio, last December, plan was, hey, I'm going to stick around. He got his paycheck, his, you know, his three, four million dollars salary, or not salary, but bonus, part of the agreement. And what happened shortly after that? He cashes his check, and then Mark D'Antonio said, let's see, signing day is coming up. I can't have it. It's a 22-day push-up challenge. Uh, If anybody knows who that is, Nick, Shout out to you. You know what I'm talking about. A lot of catchphrases. You haven't heard that catchphrase in a while. It's chocolate on the shorts. He's like, meh. It's a Zico chocolate on the shorts. It's annoying. I can't have it. But I cash my check and then go, Michigan State football? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Going to hang them up. And uh, hey, I had a great, hey, gave you guys a great 13 years. But, you know, you're, you're going to have to move on without me. And I'm going to leave you guys in shambles. And I'm going to leave you out in the dry. I'm going to leave you out in the dust. Good luck. Signing day is coming up. So now that we don't have a coach, we now are having to sit in limbo and purgatory. And now there's definitely going to be a transition for Michigan State football. So here's where I'm going with this. It was, I have mixed feelings about this. But ultimately, long term, you know, in the immediate, you know, between short term and long term, this was, for me, I think, a good decision. Um, I just felt like it was time at some point, but the timing of when they of when D'Antonio did this to blindside everybody and hey guys, guess what? Carpet came off from underneath you. Sorry, better luck next year, boys, women. Gia, uh, I'll see you later. And all of a sudden, he's gone just like that. The timing of when he did it was really not ideal for us, but you know what? He did what he did. Could have been more professional about it, but at the same time, at the same token, everybody's looking out for their best interests. You got, you got to do what you got to do. That's kind of the, that's kind of the way it is now, I believe. There's there is loyalty out there, but it's it's more about hey, what about me, 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 I, I, I. There's no I in team, but there is an I in D'Antonio, and that's what he did. And we're gonna miss him, but we also want to recognize what he did for us for his 13 years at Michigan State. You know, again, he is the ultimate winningest coach in Michigan State football history and we thank you and I want to say me personally thank you Mark D'Antonio for bringing us a lot of success for beating Michigan dominating Michigan football a lot of memorable moments about the uh, the muff punt back in 2015 and uh, we uh, I believe it was 2016 or 2015 I believe it was 2015 with the muff punt and, oh, he has trouble with the snap. And it's picked up by Michigan State football going the other way. And he scores. Michigan State has won. The game is over. Last second, Michigan State has won on a botched 
Trump not only has fumbled with the snap, as Michigan State has been victorious over Michigan Wolverines and has silenced the big house. How do you like that for a broadcast replay of uh, 2015? That was one of many moments that Mark D'Antonio has brought to the Spartans in slaying Michigan Wolverine football. I slay And then, along with many other great victories against the Michigan Wolverines, I uh, was uh, fortunate enough to be at the game the following year. And we won. It was the following year or the, the year after. It might have been the year after. It was like within the next year or two. Uh, it was actually, no, excuse me. It was 2015. All right, 2015. The, he, has, he always troubled with the snap. And then 2017 was back at Michigan because 2016 was was at Michigan State. But then in 2017, we were back at the big house in a rainout, tsunami, Jumanji, total monsoon uh, game. Fourth quarter, Michigan State won back-to-back at the big house. Again, all a part of Dan, uh, all on D'Antonio's watch. We beat Ohio State one year. Last second field goal with a backup QB, and ultimately we ended up going to the, the playoff. Um, so a lot of a lot of good things that year. The Mich- you know, with Michigan State going to the playoff, we won a Rose Bowl the year before. So anywho, enough's enough. Thank you, D'Antonio. You're you're riding off in the sunset, and uh, now we now are in search of a coach. Rumor has it that we're going to get Kittle. I have a little insider from my uh, one of my best pal, Anthony Iani. Um, a little insider that we may get uh, Kittle, coach of Cincinnati. Sounds like that'd be a great pickup. So we're going to stay tuned because that could happen today on Thursday, February the 6th, two days after D'Antonio steps down. But now switching gears, we're going to go to Michigan State basketball. Michigan State basketball was three losses in the Big Ten, had not lost at home this year. Up until this past Tuesday, they were they were tied at the top of the Big Ten standings. Needed to win that game. Uh, they were home against Penn State, and who would have thought Penn State would have came in and sliced Michigan State basketball? And that's exactly what they did. They came to Michigan State and beat the Michigan State Spartans on our home turf at the Breslin Center. And yes, while this has been a... This has... this let me, let me say this. This has been a very competitive conference with Big Ten basketball. I mean, the Rutgers were ranked this year for the first time, I think they said since 1978 since, or 1979. It's been a while. Rutgers basketball has now been become something... They were ranked usually they're at the bottom of the totem pole in Big Ten and just in general in NCAA basketball. Penn State ranked for the first time since 2009. They're typically not ranked. Nobody talks Penn State basketball. Now, now from the game I saw and what I have seen from them this year, you know they beat they beat Iowa um, this year, who's all, always competitive in the Big Ten. Penn State again. There's teams like Penn State. Rutgers, Illinois is kind of, you know, now making, kind of playing to Illinois basketball since Bill Self was the head coach there, now relevant. They're they're a top now at the Big Ten uh, standings with Maryland. There may be one other team in there, but those two teams are at the top. So, 
you get you get you're starting to see a trend in the Big Ten. There's especially this year. There's a lot of competitive teams where it's up for grabs. Michigan Wolverines were ranked four at one point this year. Streaky and Ohio State was ranked high. They were up. They they were top five, and all of a sudden they've fallen, and they're now at the bottom of the list. So this has been a very unpredictable Big Ten conference this year, but also very 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 competitive. And you just don't know who's going to win the title. Michigan State was ranked preseason number one. Now we realize that hey, maybe they are they are not who we thought they were. What the committee thought, Langford was they expected Langford to play this year, and that had also contributed to why um, they haven't been the foregone conclusion you know team that we thought they were going to be with him out. Um, and yet they're still competing. Michigan State to me is a very streaky team, but and yet they uh, on this past Tuesday I expected them to win. And Penn State comes in there and beats us for the first time at home. First time we lost since last year, a full calendar year. So it is what it is. Um, it was a close game. You know, Winston uh, had a chance to make an and one with a little less than a minute to go. Big shot. And he missed the and one at the free throw line. That ended up deciding uh, the game where Penn State ended up winning the game in a close one. So I'm not losing sleep over it, but... Penn State won. Now they are sniffing distance from uh, being first in the Big Ten Conference. We've got a few more games left. Michigan State's now a game back or so. So now they're going to need some help. So that was Tuesday. That was a recap of Michigan State football, Michigan State basketball. All is well, though. Michigan State fans, we can, we'll can we see what happens as we got some games left. And the Big Ten, the Big Ten in general. I'm really excited to see the turnout of who's going to come up top. And then just in general with the NCAA basketball, there has been so much parity. I have not, I have, again, if I haven't said this before, before the holidays, maybe I did. There has been so much parity in NCAA basketball this year. The first time that I had seen it in a while. There's always, like, the heavy favorites, whether it's Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, who is under 500. I can't remember the last time I saw that. Kentucky, Duke, Kansas. Those are usually your favorites, but it's not a foregone conclusion this year about who's going to play in the Final Four. Uh, this is going to be the most exciting NCAA that we've seen in quite some time as far as nobody can really pick a team, pick up, you know, pick somebody out of a hat, um, and you just don't know what you're going to get. So this is great for the league in my eyes. And I'm really excited about come time for March Madness. And I still think Michigan State could win because they really can. If they, while they are very streaky to me right now, Izzo gets them ready for March Madness as he always does. I can see them running the table. I could also see them taking a seat in the first round. So we'll see along with many other teams that could be very unpredictable what could happen. Uh, but this has been an exciting college basketball season so far in the 2019-2020 season. And we'll see what happens. <clears throat> We've got a little over six minutes left in the show. Thanks for listening in. I'll say this briefly that, again, the Corn concert, Breaking Benjamin concert was awesome. Allie and I had a great time at the show. The meet and greet was awesome. Thank you again to our friend Adam. Absolutely awesome. Thank you for the tickets. Got a good picture with uh, Breaking Benjamin. Um, I must say that Breaking Benjamin, great performance, but 
corn. Corn, corn wins the battle on that. They were the headliner, so typically headliner wins. But I was very, very um, curious to see who was going to be the better performer in my eyes. I, um, it was, it was close, but Corn takes the cake on this. There's something about that Corn singer. They've been around. They did their 25 years of playing, of, of, being, of being around. 25 year anniversary of Corn last year. Now it's 26, and the guy is still going strong. The lead singer for Corn, I don't know his name, uh, but he's got—he's definitely got his own little shtick to him, as every as every musician should, as they should stand out of what makes them them and unique. But I can't really compare the lead singer for Corn really to anybody else. I really do think he's a league of his own, just the way he's up there, his showmanship, the way he, you know performs and dances up there. And obviously, his singing above all else uh, really, really stands out, and um, I was really, really just entertained by him. He shows a he shows a different kind of passion. Everybody's got passion when you go up on stage, but he shows a different kind of passion that is by itself. And I was really, really entertained by Corn and the lead singer, and we had a great time. It was a lot of fun, and uh, looking forward to seeing Corn play next time. As that was my second, that was my third time seeing them. Breaking Benjamin, probably three or four times now. But here we are. It's Thursday. Five minutes left, boys. Four minutes left, gals. Yeah, four minutes left. Tomorrow, uh, excited to go to Chicago for a night. Uh, Allie and I are going to go. Uh, I think I mentioned it last show. Mike, Carly, thank you for hosting us. We're excited to be in Lincoln Park tomorrow. It's going to be good going to go to my uh, my favorite pizza place in Chicago, Pequod's Ars. Really exciting, uh, fun spot in Lincoln Park to get some some good Chicago pizza. It's been a it's been a good it's been a good work week. Uh, been very very productive. Uh, been in killer mindset again, Mamba mentality, always working hard, uh, start to finish, grinding it out. Got to do whatever you got to do to be successful. Set yourself apart from everybody else continuously and it's been another good week of that We're doing well but it's nice to end the week hey let's pop over to Chicago Chicago let's go to Chi Town to get some pizza have a little cheat day get some good beers kick back with Mike and Carly can't wait to meet meet Carly she's she's awesome um, and we'll know we'll know when we meet her for the first time tomorrow and we know she's gonna be hey she's dating Mike Hey, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Can't wait to meet you, Carly. Mike, thanks for having us. Carly, thanks for having us. We'll yuck it up in Lincoln Park. Have a good time. Allie and I, the four of us, it's going to be It's gonna be good. It's going to be freaking sweet. And then the rest of the weekend, uh, Allie and I are going to kick back, do a little workout. we definitely going to go skating uh, in the next week or so. Um, Allie and I have got plans. Valentine's Day to skate at Rosa Parks in Grand Rapids. That's going to be fun. Haven't done that since last year. Really looking forward to that. And then we've got uh, we're basically at the halfway point of February. The, the, you know, the snow here has been really, really mild. It's been a very mild winter. Uh, very, very manageable. I'll take this winter in Grand Rapids, Michigan any day, any, any winter. Last couple were cold, nasty, especially last year. And Anywho, we're, here we are. We've got we've got a couple weeks left coming up of February, and then we're gonna 
we're going to turn the page and go into March, and I'll be 31 in March, and we're going to go to a really fun concert, Kill Switch Engage, um, Light the Torch, and August Burns Red, fun show at 20 Monroe Live. Got a visit with uh, my parents, my dad's uh, 60th birthday. Holy cow. Pops is going to be 60 years old. Can't believe it. So that's going to happen Friday, March 6th weekend. His birthday will be on the 10th there, but we're going to go that weekend. And then the weekend after that, uh, it's possible. We, Allie and I may go to Chicago for St. Patty's Day is ours, which will be fun. like to do it. And then uh, I think the following weekend will be in Ohio. It's going to be do whatever you want, Dave, and go there. And then um, and then we got my birthday weekend, uh, which will be the 22nd. My birthday's not until the 26th. Somewhere around that, yeah, that whatever that previous weekend is, the 26th is a Thursday, 25, 24, 23, 22, 21. So March 20th, Friday weekend, we may do something, I'm sure. So a lot of good stuff coming up. I want to, next episode or two, I want to talk about my health kick I've been going on. Uh, I want to lose about, you know, 10 pounds. Not much, but, you know, possibly 15, but 10 is more realistic of what I want to do. Uh, but we're really, really dedicated to that. And uh, I'm in pretty good shape in general, but... I want to shed uh, just a little bit more just to get ready for the wedding. Uh, we're counting down the days. Allie and I and she and I have been doing great with that. Getting our cardio in, eating healthy, have one cheat day a week. A lot of good things. Guys and gals, we got about 10 seconds left in the show. Really thanks for listening in. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be back next week. Have a good night now. Drive safe. Enjoy your weekend. Take care. Slicers out. Yeah.